Holy moly, it's episode 300 of Crack the Customer Code. And believe it or not, Adam and Jeannie are still on speaking terms. Welcome to a very special episode of Crack the Customer Code. <laughs> there we go. We are turning it up we, to 11. Oh, should have done. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, it is 300. Now this is, it's episode 300, and I bet little known to many of our listeners, our guitar intro is played by yours truly, Adam Toporek. So he's cranking up the guitar today to celebrate with us. So yay! <laughs> A little live guitar. <laughs> yeah, nice. that's that one's copyrighted, so we're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> well, all I want to say, Jeannie, is this: we are Sparta. <laughs> are we the three hundred? We are three hundred. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I don't know about anybody else, but I didn't think I would get here. <laughs> so. <laughs> You didn't think you'd survive. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's pretty amazing that for 300 episodes, we've had guests and topics and so much to say and learn from others about customer experience and customer service. And we've heard from our listeners, which is always amazing. And so we're just really happy that you're here. We're happy that we're here. And we thought we'd celebrate a little bit and maybe, maybe lay down a little of our knowledge. What do you think? I like that. <laughs> I would play celebrate good times, but I don't know it. And I already unhooked the guitar. So <laughs> you what are we going to do? Are we going to predict the future and see what's going to happen? Like on episode 900? I think we uh, should totally do that. Let's not even say episode 900. Let's say the year 2100. Ooh, the right? year 2100. I mean, you can't go much further out than that. Cause it just gets ridiculous. <laughs> You're just like, okay, we're just making stuff up now. We're pretty much making this up too, but at least, you know, there's some trends we can extrapolate. So in the year 2100, we invite all of our listeners to hold us accountable and say, hey, remember back in 2017 (laughs) and you said this? Yeah, in the year 2100, I invite all of our listeners to bring me (laughs) jello. I'm still around. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what uh i don't know what our listeners are going to be doing Uh, i guess the ones that are five years old will be coming yeah exactly thank you help us with our help us with our food thank you in advance (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think not born yet what do you think about the future you think it's coming oh it's so bright you have to wear shades nice nice so what do you think what what what's a serious prediction about the future of customer experience and customer service. Customer service will be done more by machines than humans. Mm. Basic, and hey, I'm in the human business. Don't get me wrong. It's still going to be important, but this is 83 years from now, right? We're talking about? Yep, 80, something. Okay, so the technology is going to be... (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Add and subtract. Um, yeah, I mean, the technology is going to be so insane at that point. Everything is going to be so virtual. Our experiences are going to be so virtual. The way we interact with the world is going to be so virtual Mm -hmm. that it just stands to reason that so much customer service is going to be done 
both by AI and by, you know, simply scripting and scripting and automation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think AI is really going to be the future. It's going to be so incredibly rich and deep at that point that it's going to probably take over a lot of basic customer service. And where the humans will come in, I believe, is where they're already coming in, mm-hmm. in informing the AI, mm-hmm. in teaching the AI, in designing the AI to be as human as possible. Yeah, I was just going to add, I totally agree with you. And I was just going to add that I think it will be so advanced by that point that we as humans might not know most of the time when we're dealing with AI versus one of those real live human beings we've heard so much about. <laughs> what are those things you speak of? Exactly. But I think we, I, I totally agree with that one. So good one. I think I will check up on that in 2100. <laughs> Thank you. After, you. after you bring me my jello. Yeah, exactly. So I've got one. It's a little different. I think that we are in the age right now where we are talking about customer experience in the same way that back in the 90s, we talked about the internet, where we talked about it as a thing that was kind of separate from business. It was this thing that we had to use that was introduced to the whole journey. And now with customer experience, we're talking about it as if we have to layer it on top of something. I think by 2100, there won't be chief experience officers because that will seem like a chief internet officer. (laughs) Like (laughs) it will just be part of the DNA of most organizations. It will just be accepted as this idea that of course, Of course, customer experience has to be woven into every single part of your business. And of course, there are ways that you get feedback from customers and there are ways that you serve them. And it's just going to be accepted, just like marketing, just like sales. It will just be part of business, but in a way that is woven through everything and part of the very DNA of most organizations. Well, that's a great point. I agree with Everything except that there won't be chief officers in charge of it, because I think just like there's CMOs now, there's there's still going to need to be somebody to put all the pieces together. But I I definitely agree with your bigger point, which is that it is just going to be what is like Mm -hmm. it's just you know just like bookkeeping. Yeah, every business has to have bookkeeping. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think customer experience will be as integral and interwoven and accepted and sort of de rigueur, as you say. You're dropping some uh, pseudo-French in these episodes. That's- oh, well, yes. There's one one in the future coming where I dropped another one. You're right. Uh, <laughs> all righty. So uh, we were, you were supposed to come up with two predictions each. So is it time for my second prediction? It is time for your second one. Okay. There will be a backlash against my first prediction. <laughs> <laughs> And what I mean by that is, you know, I teach a lot with psychology and neuroscience, all that kind of stuff as it relates to customer experience. And one of the things we know is that the human brain is easily fooled. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that the true amazing power of AI is it really can, uh, especially the, you know, the ones that look human and sound human really can fool the brain. You can actually have the same emotional reactions or similar emotional reactions but there is still something about being face to face with a human being. 
And yeah. not so much from the standpoint of, you know, customer service here and customer support, like I was mentioning in the first prediction, but I believe there will be entire industries that will pop up and you're already sort of seeing inklings of this now around human connection and face-to-face time around going, we're too virtual. We all need to get in a room and have a coffee. Right. You know, we all get need to get in a room and uh, swing a kettlebell together. That all, these things are going to become too virtual, and there will be a, a backlash against it. And I think almost you sort of see a little bit hints of that in what is now the minimalist movement. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, sort of like the tech. Okay, all this technology has a lot of downsides. Let's, mm-hmm. let's look at some of that, and let's go back to some basics that the things we're still wired for because we haven't evolved that quickly. Right. Right. Like analog writing still is better for your brain to remember things than typing. Um, that's my problem. Ah, yeah. Well, that's one of your, one of my problems. <laughs> according to you, that's all I want. <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped, but <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think there's going to be, there's also an actual term for it that I don't know what it is where, where if you get kind of a fake human too close to, being human, um, it creeps people out. And so like with animation and stuff, they have to do things to make it look because otherwise our brains go, we know you're not real, but you look so real and you talk so real that uh, it, it like it's cognitive dissonance and we can't really handle it. So I wonder what's going to happen when we have so much of this amazing technology that, you know, what will that backlash really look like? It's, it's well, you curious. know what will happen. I have robot overlords will take <laughs> yes. over. You've trained me after 300 episodes. I actually know how to answer that question now. <laughs> the backlash will be the resistance. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Where's Arnold when we need him? Um, <laughs> well, that's a good one. And I was trying to uh, think about training. Like what would training look like in the future? Because you and I have talked a lot about this and I've learned from you a lot about, you know, customer service training in particular and how challenging that can be in the real world because you have people actually working, um, serving customers, and then you have to take time away to really teach them like, hey, don't do that um, or do this better. And I think we're going to have amazing opportunities to train in the moment, to react in the moment, to even stop things from going off the rails with customers in the moment, because maybe we'll have, you know, the next iteration of Google Glass, but it's actually a cornea replacement (laughs) or something (laughs) where, um, (laughs) you know, like your manager who doesn't even have to be in the same state or country could be watching things, watching interactions, using things like facial recognition technology to read emotions before somebody can even interpret that or somebody new might not really understand that. So I think that we're going to really start seeing between now and 2100, since that's what we're talking about, an evolution of how we train people to interact with other people because there's so much nuance and there's so much emotion that I think we're going to get better and better and better at really understanding that and understanding how to train to it to improve service and experience. 100%. And that really dovetails with, um, you know, my first prediction because Mm -hmm. first of all, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. Sure. Uh, But yeah, I I actually learn from you sometimes. I learn from you all the time. (laughs) It's always important to know what not to do, but (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you know, that's one of been one of the great parts of this partnership is we, you know, just the, the mutual learning. You know, we learn from our guests, we learn from our listeners, and we learn from each other, which is really mm-hmm. cool. What I was going to say is. is that it dovetails well with that, you know, the first prediction because what's going to get a little scary, and I'm I'm already starting to work on you know the generation one of some of what you're talking about now mm-hmm. for the next five years here with training, but what's going to get really interesting is the machines could possibly be better yep. at customer service than the humans because they will be able to read uh, mm-hmm. people's body language and things without uh, processing it through their own little brain filter, which as we know is completely irrational and right. informed by so many, uh, you know, history and problems. Yeah. And They'll never biases. say, don't, don't roll your eyes at me. My mother used to roll her eyes at me and you know, like now <laughs> I'm insecure. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's where it really does get interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. So it will be fascinating to see all this develop. Now I was told by my robot overlord, uh, Jeannie, <laughs> that I had to have two serious predictions and one fun prediction. So oh boy. <laughs> am I supposed to do my fun prediction now? Go for it. Okay, here's my fun prediction, and it's only semi-tongue-in-cheek. I don't think it's like going to be 100%, but I actually mm-hmm. think there could be some uh, truth to it. Drones will replace birds. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> which is very sad in many ways. It's very sad. But, oh, God, this was the happiest one I could think of. I mean, every time, I, everything I thought of, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. The world's gonna this, this says so much about you and me right uh, now. <laughs> Well, no, I was thinking, cool. well, this is 2100, so I'm getting really right. out there. So let's look at it a few ways. One, I mean, we're simply going to have, I mean, there's going to be, you know, air traffic control for drones because drones are, mm-hmm. our, our economy is going to be so drone based, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, until they find a way to sort of, you know, what was the, the, tri- the teleporter in Star Trek, just make stuff appear <laughs> and you know, de- become like, you know, dematter and then rematter. I don't know what the yep. words are. Right. Until that happens, I mean, drones are really what's going to be the next iteration Mm -hmm. of delivery, of packages, of all uh, any kind of physical service. A lot Mm -hmm. of that's going to be drone-based. So the skies are going to be filled with drones, and they're going to be smart. They're going to know how to avoid each other and all these kinds Mm -hmm. of things and know where to be and how to go and all this stuff. And and I see that, yeah, it's not going to be good for the birds. Yeah. Wow. That's that's good. About the drones, that they're going to be smart, but sad for the birds. Well, it's sad for the birds. And here's what gets really interesting, though. If it really does affect the birds, and hopefully it won't. I love the birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Hitchcock ones, but the rest of them. <laughs> um, you know, if it does affect the birds, let's say it does happen, then something's going to have to take the place of the birds in the ecosystem. Otherwise, we're going to have so many bugs, we're not going to know what to do with them. So wow. we're going to have to have drones that actually replace <laughs> the birds, hence the prediction. Seriously. <laughs> now, the things that eat the birds are going to have a problem because the drones are going to be metal and plastic. And Yeah, that, w- that won't work. So well then there's going to have to be another solution. There. So, <laughs> so bigger my, drones. My fun prediction drone is birds. <laughs> drones will uh, at least partially okay. replace birds. Wow. You, you went somewhere I did not expect at all with that. And. Thank you for doing that because that was surprising. You said fun. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and what's more fun than extinction? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I went, but I went the, a different direction. They'll, they'll make the drones look like real birds. You know, that'll be what'll be cool too. Oh, that's like, true. Look like doves and eagles and things. And you could have like exotic parrots in Alaska. You know, <laughs> you could have. <laughs> uh, uh, well, <laughs> I had a totally different uh, goofy one, which is that, you know, I grew up in Chicago. Everybody knows by now. And I'm a big fan of all of the sports teams, including the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, it was all about Michael Jordan. And even now, Michael Jordan is still seen. I know Cleveland people just, I I don't want to hear from you on this, but, you know, he was <laughs> the best <laughs> of his time um, and possibly of all time. Uh, and so there's a phrase that became very popular. It had a little song, Gatorade had it, and it was Be Like Mike right? That's, I want to be like Mike. And so I think in the future, even after we are only concerned about our jello, there will be a a phrase that people toss around. They don't even know where it comes from. But when they're talking about customer service and customer experience, they're going to be saying, we need to be like Adam and Jeannie. Oh, (laughs) nice. (laughs) So don't forget those pioneers who taught us what to do. So there we go. Slam dunk. Booyah. That's a basketball nice. reference. Nice. I like it. Thanks. I'm not that. I played the game. I just don't watch it. <laughs> so I'm sure I will be hearing from uh, Steph Curry fans and LeBron fans, but you know, I will stand and back up my opinion on Michael Jordan. No, those so. things get really tough. I mean, that's look. I you know, MMA, boxing. That's my thing. That's what mm-hmm. I watch. Uh, you know, it's tough. Ali or Tyson. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's tough to transplant from one generation to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think most likely Tyson would actually have taken Ollie in their primes, but mm-hmm. it's a hard argument to make. And now you're going to get the hate emails. So yeah, the problem with that, the problem with it is unless you're a real fight fan and no boxing and no whatever, you just sort of, you know, Muhammad Ali's got the, uh, you know, whatever he's, he's Ali, you know, he's a cultural yeah. icon, a little more than Tyson He's yes, more definitely. hero than Tyson. So there's an emotional thing there. Uh, and most people think just Tyson was just some guy that really just hit people really hard, but he mm-hmm. was actually a brilliant, brilliant tactician and had incredible technique. They all have flaws. So it's, it would be interesting, but unfortunately we can't do that. And that's a challenge. So LeBron fans, Steph Curry fans, please. It's uh genie at her address and just <laughs> feel free to let her know what you think. And so I did not expect uh, episode 300 to include a uh, wildlife segment <laughs> and a sporting segment, but here we are. Because we're having fun. It's 300. Exactly. It's, a, it's a 300 party. And, exactly. li- and live guitar. <laughs> live guitar. <laughs> and I feel like I, I only have water with me right now, but I want to toast you across the miles. So here's a toast. And thank you, everybody, for being here with us on this journey. It's been uh, unexpectedly fun and unexpectedly more work sometimes than we expected, <laughs> but unexpectedly rewarding as well. So we really appreciate the feedback that you give us and the fact that you show up for us uh, and give us great ideas and educate us. And and to my partner, thanks for 300. And, you know, here's to uh, the year 2100 when we're still doing this. <laughs> yeah, here's to seeing that. 
Here's to you. It's been fun. We've had a great time, a great guest. Thanks to everybody for your support, for listening, all of that good stuff. And just because we love you so much, we're going to do the most abbreviated version of our closing ever. (laughs) We're a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. You can find Jeannie at 360connects.com. You can find me at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.